him that raised Jesus Christ from the dead shall dwell in you. The same spirit. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. And the thing about the spirit of God is that it never loses power. The same spirit that was in that grave 2,000 years ago. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The same spirit that raised Jesus. Okay, this is good. Okay, because he's omnipresent. It's not, it's not a version of the spirit. It's not a kind of the spirit. Oh, come on, Jesus. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. If he dwells in you, that same spirit shall quicken your mortal body. Is anybody here today ready to be quickened? You know, another word for quicken is activate, bring to life, rejuvenate bring to awakening as you stand in this building i want you to tap into the revelation of resurrection lift your hands everybody lift your hand it's not another spirit it's the same spirit that was in the grave you're gonna tell god i tap into the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead look at my eyes whatever might be holding you into any form of restraint constraint into any form of depression into any form of limitation it has no right because the same spirit is living in you i want you to lift your hands everybody i want you to begin to say i activate the anointing say it with life say i activate the anointing the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead quicken my spirit right now come on somebody open your mouth come on somebody open your mouth he's here he's here he's here he's here raise up raise up that music come on come on yes that's good come on lift it higher lift it higher man of god Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He died that you may live. He died that you may live. That's good. He died that you may live. On holy ground, and I know that there are angels all 
good. Jesus now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are standing in God's presence. with the glory of God anything can happen in this atmosphere any sickness can be healed right now any disease can be healed any infirmity can be healed anything good can happen in this place Come on, somebody. Rabazoto kopa rajata. Radazata tata tata. Roske barasa tata tata. Zimbaske abashata. Father, we love you today. Father, we love you today. Father, we love you today. Nobody here will be standing in this building if you did not die. Who are we to come in your presence? If you did not shed that blood, if you did not go to that grave, if you did not wrestle with death, you did not bring victory, who are we to be here today? We thank you for your life. We thank you for your death. We thank you for victory. Ramana Satadada. Ribasunta Rabazata. Glory to God in this place. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Fill every heart with your spirit. Fill every heart with your fire. 
fill every heart which will know it. Let there be miracles. Let there be signs and wonders. Let there be a move of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I place a demand on the power of resurrection. I place a demand on the power of the blood. I place a demand on the power of the Holy Ghost in this place. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say yes Lord. Say it again. Say yes Lord. I want you to look at somebody beside you and say ha. Today. Come on say it with life. Say today. The Lord will give you victory. Without fighting a battle. That's good. Come on, give him praise, everybody. Woo! I want you to turn to somebody else. I want you to do it with an attitude of faith. With an attitude of the spirit. Tell that person today. You've got victory without fighting a battle. Before you sit down, please listen to this word of God. Before you sit down, 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Before you sit down, I want you to please connect with what God is about to do today. Before you sit down, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. Before you sit down. The Bible says, for whatsoever, whatsoever, and the exciting thing here is that the Bible did not actually say whosoever. He says whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and now God is taking your victory beyond just people he's taking the victory that's coming to your life look at my eyes he's taking it into all ramifications of your life he knew that it goes beyond people come on somebody and that's why the word of God began to even legislate your victory on things in your life. Things that pertains to your health. Things that pertains to your relationship. Things that pertains to your mind. Things that pertains to your finances. Things that pertains to your past, your present, and your future. Whatsoever is born. Of God overcometh the world. This is the victory 
anybody in this building who is catching that revelation i want you to shout the word victory whatever you are dealing with right now whatever you're feeling like right now wherever you are in your life i want you to shout victory i want you to say it with the consciousness of revelation not just a phrase but the knowing in your spirit that god is up to something in this season because in this service we're going to activate the power of resurrection everybody in the building shout victory this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith somebody say it is done come on shout it again say it is done take your seat and give god a big hand of praise I thank God for Supernatural Life Center. I thank God for the ministry of the Word of God in this place. I thank God for the ministry of the Spirit. I thank God for the ministry of miracles, signs, and wonders. We are a body of believers planted in the city of Toronto to make impact around the world. And we believe in miracle signs and wonders. We believe, we see miracle signs and wonders. It's abnormal. To be a Christian and not experience miracles, signs, and wonders. It's unfortunate that miracles, signs, and wonders has become the exception in the narrative of many churches. But the will of God is that every Christian believer will operate in miracles, signs, and wonders. SLC is built upon that consciousness that God is a real God and he's still moving today. Amen. And because we don't move by the natural... In the realm of the spirit, date and time is no factor. Scripture says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. This very church itself is a miracle. This church officially will be one year in September. And within one year, God started to create a momentum which nobody could have ever created. I did not grow up in the city of Toronto. I did not have any network or circle of influence in the city. Just a little over a year, my wife and I heard the word of God. He said, we were up in Calgary having ministry. And the Lord said, take revival to Toronto. And that's what we are seeing today. God has done a lot of remarkable testimonies of healings. Remarkable testimonies of restoration. Breakthrough, empowerment for God's people in this city in the past months that we've been here we're looking forward for more i'm hungry for more i'm hungry for more somebody's here if your amen will be the loudest today look in my eyes your amen and your testimony is coming next that's good i say it's coming next i say it's coming next I don't want you to be an onlooker. I don't want you to be a spectator. I want you to be a participator. I want you to engage the anointing. You have to connect to this anointing. You must connect. You have to carry the 
consciousness and the DNA of the supernatural. You have to know that you know that there is an anointing that lives in you. You have to bring to life what Jesus died for. The supernatural does not create a new rhythm of the spirit. The supernatural manifests the same rhythm of the spirit. He's always been there. He's always been present. And you know, I talked to you about the omnipresence and the manifested presence. The omnipresence is when God is in a place, but he's not doing anything. And that's a story for many believers. God is there, but he's not moving. God is everywhere, but he's not manifested. We've got to let God manifest. Is somebody hearing me right now? We've got to let God do what? Manifest. We have to reveal God. We have to manifest God. Listen to me, everybody. Oftentimes, we do not understand the reality in the realm of the spirit. The church is dealing with spiritual things from a natural perspective. And whenever you deal with the things of the spirit from a natural perspective, you are off key, off the radar. As a Christian believer, nothing makes sense until God gives you a spiritual perspective. Now, it's funny how we have modernized the gospel and I, I know about context if you attend supernatural leadership institute you will hear me teach about context it's good to bring things into perspective into context it's good to understand the relativity of things it's good for us come on somebody it's good for us to know that the same gospel that was preached two thousand years ago has got to be presented in the context of the modern terms for the gospel to be relevant However, I know that the core of the gospel, the essence of the gospel, the DNA of the gospel is spiritual. And no matter how we want to present the gospel, no matter how you want to approach your relationship with the father, it must come from the realm of the spirit. In other words, if you're trying to navigate your God consciousness from the mind, you're not going to get it. If you're trying to to, to navigate it from your emotions, you've got to connect with God first in your spirit. The Bible says, the Lord is that spirit. And let everyone that name it, hallelujah. And those that worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit. Look at the resurrection of Jesus. He did, it's not a commercial narrative. Right now, you know, all these clothing stores and all these retail stores, they are trying to commercialize the uh, death and resurrection of Jesus. They are trying to make sales out of everything. And, and some people are trying to chase, you know, eggs and bunnies. But there is nothing commercial about the resurrection of Jesus. Everything about that resurrection, number one, is spiritual. In other words, come on somebody, look at my eyes. When Jesus was 
was dying 2,000 years ago, he did not seem like much. Why? Because the revelation of his death had not yet occurred to those who were watching it. He died on the streets of Jerusalem as another criminal who had no relativity to any revelation. In the eyes of the Jews that saw it, in the eyes of Pontius Pilate, he was just another rabble rouser, a noise maker, somebody inciting disturbance in the region. In the eyes, hallelujah, glory to God, in the eyes of Pontius Pilate, in the eyes of the Jews people, in the eyes of the chief priests and the Pharisees, he was a troublemaker. But listen to me, when we understand the death of Jesus by a spiritual revelation, oh, I'm talking to somebody, we begin to see beyond the natural narrative. Come on, somebody. You begin to see the Son of God dying to save the world. Okay, it didn't seem like that at the beginning. Even his own people did not believe it. Even, even Peter denied him. Even Judas betrayed him. Nobody understood what he was about because they did not have the spiritual revelation of who Jesus is. They didn't get it. They didn't understand it. So everybody thought it was just another guy. But today, the veil is torn. Am I talking to somebody? And we look at Jesus in the context of revelation. And so what do we see? We see the Son of God. We see him, hallelujah, abasing himself. Taking on the form of a man, Philippians chapter 2, becoming obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. And we see God exalted him. You got to hear this? And he gave him a name. At the name of Jesus, every new shall bow. How did we see that? By revelation. We're seeing how he went in the grave. When he got in the grave, hallelujah, you can begin to understand by the context of revelation, how in the grave he took the key of life and death and grave from the devil, how he fought principalities and powers. We understand by revelation that he was not just lying idle in the grave, but that on the third day God raised him from the dead. Listen, if you want to assimilate, articulate, if you want to tap into the essence of what Jesus did, you have to understand it by the spirit of revelation. Now, you got to hear this. So, a warfare was taking place in the ministry of Jesus, in his life. In towards his death, Jesus throughout his life was a controversial personality. People always antagonized him. Every day there was somebody trying to shut him down. There was somebody trying to criticize his miracles because he was controversial. But do you know, China God, look in my eyes, that the greatest controversy of Jesus' ministry happened in the weekend of his death. Let's begin to count it one by one. That one weekend, Judas betrayed him. That one weekend, Peter denied him. That one weekend, the Jews scorched him. That one weekend, the devil came against him at Gethsemane. That one weekend, he was led to Pontus Pilate. 
and he condemned him to death. That one all between Friday. Listen, if that was somebody, you would think your life is going to literally turn over. If half, no, not half, one tenth of that spiral of attacks and I mean your own closest allies walk out on you and people spot on you and they beat you and they throw you out all in one weekend Friday Saturday Sunday the craziest moment of his life there is more battle look at my eyes that's going on on your life than you realize why is there such enormous opposition on Jesus because of the destiny that he carried we are carrying on our lives a supernatural destiny there are some of you in this building there is an anointing on your life to be the first of a kind because we are the God generation we are prone to all sorts of opposition. Why? Because that's what happened to Jesus. Why? Because of the calling that's on your life. Whenever there is a calling on your life, you are going to face intense opposition. Don't you imagine as though the world will roll up a red carpet for you and watch you stroll into what God's will is for your life. Well, somebody said to me, well, apostle, I've never had no battle coming against me. I said, because you've never stepped out of mediocrity. You've never stepped out of normalcy. You've never challenged the status quo. You've never looked in the mirror and said to yourself, I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to be the exception. I'm going to be, hallelujah, the line crosser. I'm going to be the history maker. I'm going to be the one that takes my family out of poverty. I'm going to be the one that takes my generation out of depression. I'm going to be the light of the world. Whenever you choose to be like Jesus and defy all odds and fulfill the will of God, all hell will let loose. Look in my eyes. I feel the Holy Ghost. Can I talk to somebody right now? Even that attack that you might be dealing with, it's a sign that you are onto something good. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. You don't, you don't, hey, Holy Ghost, thank you right now. You don't understand it because you can't, I told you, I told you at the beginning, I said you cannot understand anything with the natural eyes. For everything to make sense, you have to see it through the eyes of the spirit. If you can see yourself through the eyes of the spirit, you will understand it. Even the affliction that you're facing right now, even those that gang up against you, those that lie against you, those that betray you, those that deny you it's about hallelujah an indication it's a sign of the hand of God that's upon your life no don't touch my mic again you gotta you gotta just leave it I love the way that it it's a sign it's oh, the darkest night of Jesus 
greatest day. Oh, I don't know who you are, but I come in this building by the Spirit of God. If your amen will go loud, any devil that could not hold Jesus in the grave, they are going to see your resurrection. The way you've been chosen. You know how many people pray. Say God use me to do mighty things. Use me to break limitations. Use me to walk in a realm that nobody has walked before. I tell you mediocrity and complacency is not in the Bible. You can never walk with God and live an ordinary life. Whenever you are living or comfortable, you got to hear this. You are comfortable, you are convenient with the ordinary life. It means you've not tapped into the life of God. Listen, whenever you tap into the life of God, you understand that you have already activated the force of the spirit. And there's something about the spirit. He will never allow you to waste the anointing and the destiny upon your life. Every child of God, listen to me, who has tapped into the spirit, you can never be comfortable with the ordinary. Oh my God, I'm talking to somebody. That's why sometimes people will look at you and they said, why are you so restless? Why are you so motivated? Why are you so driven? Won't, won't you just settle and be comfortable and, com and, and convenient with the little things you have? You said, I wish I could sit still. But there is an anointing that God has put inside of me that is compelling me to step out of this norm. You are called for more. I want to talk to somebody right now. Before the end of 2019, yes, yes, yes. as God leaves, you are going to activate and maximize the resources of God, the deposit of God, the download of God, the, the, the destiny of God, the purpose of God that's upon your life. Let me hear you say, yes! Lift your right hand, everybody in the building. Say, I'm not wasting the anointing on my life. Now, put your hands down. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and tell that person, too much has been invested into my life for me to live the ordinary life. The darkest night, the darkest night, the darkest night brought the brightest morning. The darkest night, when it was lonely, when it was dry, when there was nobody. Jesus, thank you. His closest friend walked 
on him as they led him away. Even Peter, who was meant to be the, the keeper of the keys of the kingdom, he said, upon this testimony, I will put the keys of the kingdom. He walked away. What are you dealing with now? Who is walking out on you? What is that tight corner that you feel you are stuck in? The darkest night brings the brightest day. Many times when the Lord told my wife and I go to, go to Toronto, we came here at the word of the Lord by the spirit of God, spirit of revelation, walked into this place, saw this building. We didn't have one member, not one member. And then we took a building that would sit a thousand people. <clears throat> I remember the realtor who was helping us to look for, for property, kept asking me, what size of building do you want? And I kept saying something about 15, 20,000 square footage. And she kept working and working. And then one day out of curiosity, she asked and said, Oh, so where's your church right now? I said, Calgary. I mean, in Toronto. You're moving location now? I said, no, we're starting afresh. And she said to me, are the people in Calgary moving? I said, how can they move? <laughs> They all have their lives. We're starting afresh. And she said, don't be playing with me. You don't have a member. And you're just coming to get a big building. He said, why don't you look for some place really small? I said, I have a lot of members. In fact, I've been driving past many of them. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> oh, God. How can you be born of God? And you live your life in the ordinary. How can you? Hey, Shadaba. I saw beyond the ordinary. I walked in here and I saw souls. I saw miracles. I saw signs and wonders. I saw the building packed from corner to corner. For one service, two service, three service, four service every Sunday. And the Lord said, if you see what I'm showing you right now, go for it. I told the realtor, this is the place. She said, are you sure? I said, yes, this is the place. She said, it's going to cost the money. I said, it's not me that's going to pay. My God shall supply all my needs. I call him to his riches and glory. The darkest night brings the brightest day when you don't understand it. That's when God is going to make a way. I came to announce to somebody, your darkest night is bringing the glory of God. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Let God lead the way. Let God make a way. How can Jesus, how can Jesus, the son of a carpenter, they wouldn't even believe he was the Christ. His people even doubted him. And now, all the hopes that he was going to be somebody was going to crash. Because now, the same Jesus 
that the hell on a Friday on the, on the triumphant entry and they say here comes the king of kings three days later he was being dragged like a common criminal look in my eyes whatever you are going through stand strong Amen. the way to that glory is the pathway of thorns and thistles. Sometimes you will feel isolated, but just stand. Look at somebody say, I stand. Not for where I am, but for where God is taking me. The enemy will throw all kinds of battle. If the devil is not throwing you battle, that's when you need to be afraid. Because the devil is many things, but he's not a fool. Now you read your Bible. The Bible talks about the tricks of the devil. The Bible introduced the devil to us in Genesis chapter 3 as subtle, trickery. If the devil is not challenging you, if you don't feel pressed on every side, then you need to be afraid. You need to ask a question. Am I really worth anything in the God realm? Have I tapped into a dimension where I become a threat to the devil? Have I, when the devil knows, you gotta hear this, that when you walk in prosperity, 5,000 children are going to be fed. He will come after you in order to block you from blessing those people. I'm talking to somebody. The moment the devil sees what is invested in you, he launches a battle. He raises opposition. And the funny thing is, many of us, we don't even see ourselves in the right context, in the right perspective. We don't understand our own lives. We assume, okay, you know what, I'm just a me, myself, and I. We don't know that there is eyes watching you in the God realm. You don't understand that Satan has a surveillance. That's why you show up on the job. And they don't even know you, but everybody has an attitude against you. And you begin to wonder. I just got here. But there is something in you that people can see. Come on, somebody. You don't see it sometimes, but they see who you are. Whatsoever is born of God. Do you know what it means? To be born of God? Now, come on, let's break it down. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about being pulled in water. Sometimes I ask people, are you saved? Woman of God, they'll be like, yeah, I was baptized when I was 12. I didn't say, were you baptized? I said, are you born of God? I mean, oh, God help me here. Are you born of God? How did we arrive here? 
that everything became a religion and everything became a dogma. When to be born of God is a change of your DNA, a change of your mentality, a change of your perspective. It's like dying and waking up. Am I talking to somebody? Born of God. Born of the Spirit. Those who are born of the Spirit. Born of life. Those who have moved from darkness into light. Born of God. Born of God. How can we have 10 people who are born of God and the city remains the same? Born of God. Born of God. Born of God. Whatsoever. Born of God. It's moving in the God realm. Has the life of God. Has the life of the spirit. I remember one of my daughters here. Just embracing. The normalcy of church for many years. She came to Supernatural Life Center. And she stood right here. I will never forget. One of our evening services. And as she stood in front of me, she raised her hand. I said, Deja, lift your hands. Receive the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Instantly, the life of God in her exploded. The same person, less than a few months later, healing the sick. Laying hands on the sick. Laying hands on herself. And speaking to every abnormality to come to normal born of God born of life born of the spirit born of wisdom born of prosperity where are the people born of God born of God he says overcometh the world look in my eyes which means there is battle against the world and if you don't see yourself from the God realm you will not understand the actual battle that you are in see a lot of people say apostle you always talk about spiritual warfare and you're always talking about things in the spirit realm and all of that and how come I don't even I don't even feel all of that I said because you are dead if you pour a hot water on the dead man is it going to be like, oh, it's so hot? Because you're dead. When you are quickened in the God realm, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. If you stole something from me, and I didn't even know you stole anything, I just hang around you. And I just leave like nothing happened. But the day I realized that, Somebody stole something from me. It changes my mentality. I'm mean, like, I gotta have back what's mine. He overcomes the world because the world is busy fighting. Society is fighting. There's never been a time, look in my eyes, that there is such an onslaught against God's people like what we have now. The moment you show up on the radar, there will be some form of antagonism that just come at you. Why are you blessed? 
think you're better than everybody. Why are you talking like that? Because the anointing sometimes is intimidating. Why are you so full of yourself? Bone of God. Bone of God. I want you to see how scriptures says overcometh the world. And this revelation needs to hit you like an explosion. You know I said to you everything in God is by revelation. It needs to hit you out of your spirit. You need to just it's, it did, oh, thank you, Jesus. He didn't say you're going to overcome the world. He didn't say you're about to overcome the world. He says, overcome it, the world. So we already have victory. Why? Because we are born of God. Whatsoever is born of God. Overcome it, the world. How? Because you are born of God. So your victory is not an activity. Your victory is a positioning. Oh, God bless you, man. We are made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. Satan will always come at you. One time when we got to Toronto, because the Lord has sent us to change the spiritual trajectory of this city, and I said to people every time, we've not even started the church. We are only laying foundation. When we launch out, you're going to know this is a movement that's going to sweep the length and breadth of Canada. I thought you'd say Amen. And some people picked it in the realm of the spirit. And they started to raise all this opposition. And, and, and have you been in a season of warfare in your life? You read the book of Ecclesiastes. The Bible says, for there is a time for every purpose under the heaven. A time for war and a time of peace. And, and when you are in a warfare season, you just notice that back to back to back to back to back. Everywhere you turn, everything you touch, everywhere you go, everyday thing becomes battle, battle on the job, on the relationship. The same thing that was going well just attack back to back. My wife and I, we fought back to back every night. We woke up at 12, prayed till 3, and there's still heaviness. We got to pray the next day, and you still feel the pressure. And now I understood what when Jesus said. He said, he said, now my spirit is pressed to the point of death. I feel it's not a natural thing. You are fighting principalities and powers. And sometimes it manifests in different natural narrative. But you know that you are a prime target in this season by a demonic intelligence that is orchestrated to unsettle and unseat you. Back to back to back to back to back every day. Back to back. Little things become crazy. The devil going to fight you on finances. It will fight your relationship. People you got along with, he start to create hostility. Things that you look at, you say, this ain't normal. Your kids just running insane. Back. Back. And as I prayed, 
I asked God, what's going on? Look at my eyes. And the Lord told me. He said, my son, the battle will not reduce. I said, Lord, what? He said, no. He said, in fact, it will increase. I said, what are you saying, Lord? He said, because now, as you continue to just do my will and shake the region, more oppositions will begin to hear. People who did not know you, I said, God, what you talking about? And it said to me, don't worry about the devil that's coming against you. Hear this? He said, change your altitude. And you got to hear this. You got to hear this. The Holy Ghost said a word to me that changed my life. He asked me a question. He said, my son, have you ever seen anybody shooting a gun at a plane that's 50,000 feet above the ground level? I said, no, Lord. He's a madman. If you're shooting a gun at a plane, boom, boom, boom. You're a madman. Because no amount of gun handgun can hit a plane the lord said to me change your altitude go higher come on tell somebody go higher i switched the trajectory of my spirit i said to god how do i go higher he said take your covenant to the next level take your prayer to the next level take your giving to the next level take your walk with God to the next level. Kick your consecration to the next level. Oh, I want to tell somebody, the anointing works. You know what I did? I engaged God on a new gear. The Lord told me, go on a 40-day fast. When I did a 40-day fast, I came out of that fasting, and every devil, every attack became non-existent. I don't even know if they exist or not. Sometimes I'm asking myself, are there still demons in Toronto? Because I change my frequency. Lift your hand and receive it. You are going higher. I say, you are going higher. Please sit down. God knows that our victory Look at my eyes. Over everything orchestrated by the devil to stop us cannot be obtained in the arm of the flesh. It cannot be obtained by how much we make the effort in the natural. So the Spirit of God told us, sit at my right hand and let I will make your enemies your footstool. I will go ahead of you and make the crooked places straight. I will level the mountains and I will bring the hills down. The Bible says, blessed be God who lead us in triumphant procession. Meaning we have constant, continuous victory. 
How? Because we are born of God. So we are, we are positioned in him. Who is the high priest of our salvation? Look at my eyes. Because Jesus has gone ahead of us. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finish of our faith. Because in Christ is the fullness of all things. Everything that God promised you is all accomplished in Jesus. So when we sit in Christ, we tap into everything that he's done. When you walk out of him, you have no position. You have no chance for victory. But in Christ, you are not about to be victorious. You are already victorious. So your place is the seat in Christ. And that's why I want you to hear this. The number one attack the devil will try to put to anybody who is going through is to take them out of Christ. Sometimes I, I don't see some people up in the house of the Lord for a while. And I said, why are you not in church? I said, well, because I'm going through so much. When things are better, I'll come back. I said, no, that is the battle itself. The battle is to unplug you take you out because when you are out of christ you have no chance of victory it's when the battle is more that you should stick with god more why because in him you live in him you move in him you have your being you have to stick to him i have victory because i'm born of god I have victory over every attack on my children, over everything that the devil, everything coming at me on my job, on my health, on my life because of Jesus, because of who I am in Christ. So I'm going to give you four strategies in the next few minutes and we're out of here. Number one, tap into this victory like a revelation. Because woman of God, you can open your Bible and start to read and it doesn't make sense. For many people, the Bible is like a storybook. When the Bible says you have victory, they don't get it. And you're trying to tell them, no, it's not. No, they don't get it. Because it's not a revelation. When you tap into the revelation of victory in the Bible, victory is no more a catchphrase. Victory is no more just a slogan. It becomes a consciousness. You look at yourself, I cannot be defeated. I cannot be defeated. My mind cannot run off. I cannot lose my battle. I cannot allow the devil to destroy everything. I'm victorious. You're fighting battle on the premise of the revelation you have in Christ. Somebody say, I have revelation of my victory. Lift your hand. Say, I have revelation. Everybody in the building, lift your hand and say by faith, say, I have revelation. Of my victory. Number two, speak your victory out of your mouth. I am victorious. Do you know that Jesus Christ, facing the most cruel experience imaginable, having the lashes at his back, having the mockery he kept saying for i'm a king are you a king i'm a king for this reason i came to the world to bear witness of the truth 
I'm a king. I'm a king. Who are you? I'm the son of God. With all the pain. Look at my eyes. With all that pain. He was still declaring who he is. Listen, you got to hear me today. God wants me to tell somebody that he wants to give you victory by what you say. And that's one of the strategies the devil uses. A lot of people come to church. They stay under a very strong anointing like this one. They tap into the supernatural. And the, and the word of God is spoken over their lives. And the moment they walk out of the building, the devil sends his film tricks. And he try to remember in their mind and play back how things in the natural are not yet working. And the devil only wants you to open your mouth and to say something that contradicts the word of God. Because there's a law in the spirit realm that whatever you confess becomes a mandate. God told the Israelites, he said, As I have heard you say in my ears, so will I do unto you. And that's why many people are defeated and they wonder why. Because the devil only needs for you to open your mouth and to say negative things. That's why, look at my eyes, it is not permitted, no matter how much you feel pressed, for you to open your mouth as a child of God who is born of God Amen. and speak negative over your life. Amen. You must never do it. Amen. Whatsoever is born of God, whatsoever is born of God, overcomes the world. Let the weak say I'm strong. He knew you were weak, but he said keep saying I'm strong. Because the facts of the situation is different from the truth of the situation. No matter what you feel, no matter what people do against you, keep, keep waking up with your head high and say, I am blessed. Speak it out of your mouth. Speak that victory out of your mouth. Speak that victory. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. Speak it out. Speak it out. Wake up in the morning before you reach for your phone. The devil oftentimes will put your phone beside your, your bed. The first thing we do in the morning is the phone. The last thing we do at night is the phone. You pick it up. You go on Facebook. Boom, 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 and see who said something about you. Who didn't like you. Oh, ooh, very distracting. And before you know it, 40 minutes is gone. You get up, go to the shower. No, don't start your day with Facebook. Start your day with Jesus. Somebody say, I have, I have the victory. I have victory over the devil. I have victory over sickness. We have victory over disease. Devil, you are defeated. Nothing in this season will shut you down. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. Because Jesus live, we live also. We are victorious. We are more than conqueror through him that loves us. For greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in the world. I'm born of God. I overcome darkness. I have victory. I manifest my victory. Devil, you're not going to make me sit idle, sick, confused. I'm not going to act depressed. I'm not going to act lonely. I'm not going to tell anybody, oh, I don't even know what my life is. I've come on somebody, misery lost company. I'm not going to allow misery to be around my life. I activate the victory that's in Jesus Christ. I wake up every morning and I say to myself, this too shall pass because God has gone to the end. Hallelujah. Before the battle started and he has put in my hand the capstone. He has put in my hand the 
finish stone and I will finish strong. Change your talk. Change your vocabulary. Change your vocabulary. Number three, I want you to know that victory is a lifestyle. Victory is not what you do, it's who you are. Victory is a personification and be that in your spirit. Victory is who you are. A lot of people, they run the church when they go through the toughest time. No, live victorious. Live every day in the victory. Every day is a miracle. Every day is a plus. Every day is an advancement. You know why? You know why? Because the devil, you got to hear this. He doesn't pick the place of battle. He doesn't pick the time of battle. The devil's system works that every day is battle. Every hour, the Bible says, redeeming the time for the days are full of evil. And that's why you must be victorious as a way of life. You've got to culture yourself in the victory of Jesus, knowing that every time I'm victory, my name is victory. If I taught you, victory touched you right now. Everywhere I have a mentality of victory. Is somebody here who cannot be defeated? Lift your hand and say, I cannot be defeated. Looks like the Holy Ghost is over here. Everybody say, I cannot be defeated. Everybody in the building say, I cannot be defeated. Say, say I cannot be defeated. Say, I'm walking in victory. Shout, yes! The Spirit of the Lord told me to come and tell 500 people in this building that you're about to step into a victory you've never seen before. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This dark night is, is going to precede the brightest day in your life. Listen to me. This will not be, whoo, glory to God. This will, this, 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 this will not be the, the last time you're going to be on the front line of the battle. Because this is not your last victory. Because God takes you from victory to victory. And so what you're dealing right now is a sign for your promotion. You are on the verge of the biggest move of God in your life. Somebody is here today because of the things that you're grappling with. You're about to tap into a realm of God's power that you've never tapped into before. If you are here, you believe this is your day. Say, this is my day. For next level victory. Yes.